everyone, and welcome to Millennial Learns. Thank you all so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I basically every week pick a topic that I want to learn more about, research it, and report back to you so we can all learn together. Any topic is fair game, pretty much. Uh, I used to be centered more around like faith, politics, and history, and now I just kind of like to research anything that comes up. For example, today's episode is you know, all about chiropractors. So the history of chiropractic care, the uses for it, what the kind of general thoughts are about it now, um, and all of that sort of stuff. So um, before we get into it, I want to give like a little bit of a life update. I feel like I listen to all these podcasts that I really enjoy that do a lot of kind of life updates before so you can get to know the host a little bit better. And I always really enjoy that part. So I'm going to do just like I don't know, maybe I'll start incorporating some of these um, in as big things happen. So basically the big news as of late is that I am pregnant. I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before. I'm sure it's been it's been quite a long time now. I'm 21 weeks pregnant. We did our anatomy scan this last week and we found out that it's a boy. So we had a little it's a boy party, like just celebrating that we found out the gender and everything looks healthy. I am so relieved and excited and we're like four and a half months away from having this baby now. So I am just so thrilled and over the moon that we are pregnant and everything is going so well and um, I'm really getting excited to have a baby. So that's very, very fun. That's really the big news. We are having a boy. but. This ties into today's episode because one of the symptoms that I've had as I've been pregnant, one of the first symptoms was my back just being really like messed up. I I think it was maybe like week six or seven that I was pregnant, so I'd only known for like two weeks. I went to bend down and put on my shoe and something in my back tweaked and it was so uncomfortable, so sore, like sharp shooting pain in my ligaments and stuff. Because I guess when you're pregnant, your ligaments really start to loosen up very early. So I had a lot of back pain. My upper back was super sore. Just all throughout the first trimester, my back pain was was getting pretty bad. And when I was a kid, and I'll talk about this more in the actual episode, but when I was a kid, I went to the chiropractor a lot for scoliosis because I had scoliosis as a kid. And as I grew, you know, I kept getting treatments and the curvature of my spine went down drastically. And so I knew about chiropractic care and how it could help with this back pain and stuff. So I started going to the chiropractor and I was talking to my husband about it. He's never been to a chiropractor. And so that is kind of what helped me spark the idea for this episode is like me trying to explain to him what chiropractic care was the history which i realized i knew almost nothing about and honestly it's a little bit of a sketchy history i kept hearing from people that it was like founded on just bogus science and all this crazy stuff and that's kind of true but i think today it's been extrapolated enough where we know like the science you know more surrounding it so anyway i'll get into all that but essentially my early back pain in pregnancy and my return to the chiropractors uh, sparked the idea for today's research because I just wanted to know more about the history, the science behind it, 
the uses for it and all of that. So really I could explain to my husband what appointment I was going to every week. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's get into it and let's learn. If I sound out of breath, I pretty much am now. I feel like I've gotten to the point being pregnant where my belly has now popped a little bit. Like it was pretty small, a pretty small bump for a long time. And now that I'm at like 21 weeks, I'm pretty bumping. So I feel like anytime I eat anything, I'm just out of breath for like the next 30 minutes and I just needed a snack. So sorry if I'm out of breath, but you know, hopefully it never gets too bad. <laughs> so, okay, let's get into chiropractors and chiropractic care. So my first like question that I wanted to research was the actual definition of what is a, chiro what is a chiropractor? Again, I always will put all of the sources in the description so you can go reference them as needed. But a chiropractor or chiropractic is a healthcare profession that cares for a patient's neuromusculoskeletal system. Neuromusculoskeletal system. So that system includes bones, nerves, muscles, tendons, and ligaments. And what a chiropractor does is they help to manage pain, mostly in the back and the neck through the use of spinal adjustments to maintain good alignment in the spine. So chiropractic care is focused on the body's ability to self-heal and it includes other treatments like nutrition and exercise. This says that by improving the neuromusculoskeletal system um, or by improving that system's ability to perform, chiropractors believe the benefits of spinal adjustment and realigning joints improves the functioning of other systems throughout the body. So this is, I mean, yes, it's exactly what this sounds like. When I go to the chiropractor, they are focused on what in my body is out of alignment. So let's get into what happens during a treatment and then I can kind of get into my personal experience with a chiropractor and, you know, how my um, scoliosis kind of was able to be treated. So. I looked up what happens during a treatment. It says, basically the chiropractor looks at the spine's position and any muscle reflexes. This muscle reflexes is important and I didn't really understand it until I was pregnant because I didn't, I feel like I didn't have a ton of muscle issues as a kid. But when I was pregnant, every time I would lay down on the table, my back would cramp up because things were out of alignment all my ligaments were like shifting and my muscles were doing some crazy things with my ribs. And so my ribs or my upper back would just cramp up. And so that has to do with the muscle reflexes that they're looking at and, and all of that. Uh, they also may take x-rays to diagnose conditions and come up with a treatment plan. That was part of my, you know, initial visit or consultation when I was a kid is looking at uh, or taking and looking at x-rays to come up with what we we could do. Chiropractors do not prescribe pain medication and they rely on the body's ability to heal itself. Their primal therapy or primary therapy is spinal manipulation. So basically it's using your hands or an instrument and I can explain that a little bit that applies a force to a joint in the spine to move it into better alignment. So now I'm kind of blurring the lines between telling my own experience and this article, but 
basically when I go in, you lay on this table and like they say, so they'll feel the spine, the chiropractor will feel your spine, see what's out of alignment. And then most of the times like on my back, they will use a their hand. So you breathe in, you breathe out and the chiropractor pushes on certain parts of your back. You hear kind of a pop and the spine or the, the joints move into alignment. Now, when they talk about instruments to apply this force, there is this little instrument that looks like, I'll have to post a picture of it on my Instagram story. I don't exactly, I can't really describe it. We call it like, it's not a gun, but it's like a, if you imagine a syringe back with like a flat circular thing on top. And when you press the back, like you would the back of a syringe, that little circular flat part in the front kind of pops. And so they put that on your neck and it pops um, your neck. So when I was a kid, they can do neck treatments and you can do neck treatments one of two ways. One, you can turn the head until it cracks and pops and stuff like that. But my parents didn't want me to do that. They had heard some horror stories about strokes and things. And so they opted for the little instrument to apply the pressure and move things into alignment. That also works. Honestly, it doesn't feel as good at all as the cracking method. Once I turned 18, my parents were like, yeah, you can make your own decision and you can crack your neck if you would like. So that was one of my big, like, you know, I'm growing up, I'm 18, I can have my chiropractor crack my neck now because I can make my own medical decisions kind of thing. So that is what they talk about when there's like instruments to apply the force or just hands to move the joint into place. You can do either one. Um, chiropractors also many times recommend relaxation, stimulation, hot and cold treatment, exercise, and diet and weight loss counseling. Um, so yes, basically now chiropractic care is a mix of things. So if I go in and I say, hey, my back is hurting um, because I'm pregnant, you know, here is this is kind of all the steps of what uh, the chiropractor will do. So when I go in and I walk into an appointment, the very first thing that happens after I check in is they say, oh, would you like to go on a roller bed? And I say, yes, I would. So there's this bed that you lay on on your back that has a heating pad on it. And I've only been to one chiropractor over my life. So I don't know if this is standard along, you know, for every chiropractor, but you go and you lay on this hot, pad basically on a bed that has this roller and they turn it on and this roller is kind of like a massage bed almost it rolls you like up and down your spine and it kind of just loosens up all of your muscles and joints for the treatment now you don't have to do this but honestly it feels so good i've gotten pops in my back just for being on the roller sometimes it's amazing but it kind of just loosens everything up so then the chiropractor comes, gets me off the roller bed and I go in and there's like a table bed sort of thing in the middle of the room. I lay on there usually face first, first. And that is where she kind of feels up and down my spine, seeing what's out of alignment and what is, you know, kind of fine for that, for that week or that session. So this is where 
at that point, my back would cramp up every time when I was going in uh, pregnant. So she could immediately tell like, oh yeah, it's because this is out of alignment. This out of alignment is your pain right here. And I was like, yes, it's exactly there because she could tell exactly what bones and what ribs and things were out of place that were causing that. So then she does again, the spinal manipulation with hands. So a lot of it is like breathe in and hold your breath. And then she kind of cracks this one area of my back, you know, breathe in and out and she cracks another area of my back. We do side manipulation. So um, I go on one, like my right side, she takes my knee, folds it up and cracks it. Like almost if you were doing a spinal stretch, but she kind of does it quick. So it cracks. We do the other side. Then I go on my back and I do this thing where we cross my arms and she puts a fist under my back essentially and cracks it, like kind of puts her full body weight in and cracks the middle of my back with her fist underneath me. So, you know, you're getting pretty up close and personal with my chiropractor. Luckily I've known mine for literally probably 17 years or something. So we know each other very well, but it's not like you have a lot of personal space in a chiropractor appointment. <laughs> um, then she pops my ankles sometimes. I mean, sometimes they don't pop, but she adjusts my ankles and then she adjusts my neck. And that is basically the whole appointment. But when I was pregnant, I mean, when like early, when all these back things were happening to me early on in pregnancy, she didn't just stop at the spinal manipulation part. She gave me like multiple stretches to do throughout the day in order to help my alignment stay good. So she basically emphasized the importance of getting up every 30 minutes of making sure I have good posture. And then these leg and hip exercises and stretches that would help keep my body in alignment between adjustments. So now my I really am not having any back pain. It's helped so much because I go pretty much every week or every week and a half or two weeks um, to get adjusted. And probably if I stopped going right now, you know, but I continue to do these exercises and things, it would not, I wouldn't probably have immediate back pain. So I think it does help for an extended period of time. Um, but when you're pregnant, it's harder to like hold your adjustment. So basically when you first start seeing a chiropractor you go pretty often because your body's not used to you know this new alignment so it takes a few appointments to get it to kind of hold and then you can kind of start spacing out the visits a little bit more when you're pregnant all your ligaments are so loosey-goosey that it's harder to hold an adjustment for a longer period of time so i've pretty much been going weekly we tried to stretch it out to like two weeks and you know, I started having a little bit of back pain and uh, things were a little bit out of alignment still. So I went back, but overall it has helped so much. And we're getting to the point where my body is definitely getting used to holding onto the adjustment more, but as I'm getting bigger and bigger, there's just a lot changing in my body. My center of gravity is changing, like all this stuff. So it seems natural that things are just going to be constantly moving and maybe not completely in alignment. So 
Um, so that is kind of my experience with chiropractors recently. Now, when I was a kid, I went in and my whole family basically started going to the chiropractor because there were very various issues among us that we were trying to get fixed. But um, when I went in, I had about a 17% curve in my spine. And I think I was like 10, maybe under 10. But my chiropractor was saying that it is very important and very good to get into a chiropractor at that age because as you grow and you can adjust the spine as you're growing, you can actually decrease the spinal curvature and prevent the need for surgery. So one of the people I went to high school with had scoliosis when she was a kid and I'm assuming didn't do chiropractic care. And I'm not saying chiropractors can fix every single case of scoliosis, but this is just my experience. So I don't know if she did scoliosis or, or I don't know if she did chiropractic care or not, but one of the girls in my class um, ended up having to do major spinal surgery to fix her scoliosis. Now, from what I have heard and from what I can tell, I was on that track because if you don't treat it early, my understanding is that it continues to get worse until you're done growing. But if you have chiropractic care as you're growing and as your spine is growing, you can help fix it. So I went to the chiropractor all throughout my childhood from like 10 to probably 18. And by the end, by the time I really stopped growing, my spinal curve was under 10% from 17%. So it had decreased like almost 10%. I think it was at eight or nine maybe. And under 10% isn't even considered scoliosis anymore. So I did have scoliosis, I went to the chiropractor, and I did not. So I know firsthand the benefits of the chiropractor, and I'm a huge, uh, huge proponent. Now, we will talk about the history of it because it's very interesting and kind of modern chiropractic care was founded by somewhat of a weirdo, honestly, who was like a spiritualist and just a lot of things that are woo-woo that I don't like. And I, normally if I heard that history, I'd be like, oh, chiropractors are all weird. But I think it's so removed from what the original guy uh, believed now that I'm kind of okay with it. I wasn't going to talk about the history of them until a little bit later in the podcast, but since I've already mentioned it, let's just dive into that now. Okay, so the roots of spinal manipulation, or I guess the earliest roots of chiropractors, trace back to about 2700 BC and 1500 BC in writings from China and Greece. They mentioned spinal manipulation and moving lower extremities like stretches and stuff in an attempt to alleviate back pain. So that's like the first mention of that. Um, Hippocrates also around 400 BC said, quote, get knowledge of the spine for this is the requisite for many diseases. So again, this is like a pretty ancient idea that the spine is kind of the root of a lot of these diseases and stuff. But then modern chiropractic care was basically founded in 1895. So it was with a guy, it was from a man named D.D. Palmer. 
And let me get this. So in 1895, D.D. Palmer founded the chiropractic profession in Davenport, Iowa. He was well-read in anatomy and medical journals. And this is what triggered my weird senses. He was known as a magnetic healer. So basically the story of this D.D. Palmer was that he read up on all these kind of alternative medical things. And then his first, quote, patient was a, a man named Harvey Lillard. Now, Harvey was born able to hear and everything was fine. He had heard a pop in his neck at one point and had gone deaf. Um, I think he was completely deaf. Yeah, in both ears, he was deaf. Dee Dee Palmer then performed an adjustment to his neck, which he, so he wanted to, since he had heard a pop earlier that made him lose his hearing, he thought it was like, something that was out of alignment in his spine that was causing this. So he adjusted him, tried to correct his um, spinal alignment. And then after that adjustment, Harvey was able to hear again. That is like the first known patient of modern chiropractic care. Initially, he thought that he just found the cure for all deafness, um, but no other deaf patient got their hearing back. It was some sort of misaligned thing, and it was very specific to this pop in this man's neck. Um, but anyway, this guy could hear again after um, he was had been previously deaf and after he got this adjustment. They noticed other improvements in patients and began to study kind of what this was. So in 1897, he founded the Palmer School of Chiropractic. At that point, you only had to study for a couple months. It didn't cost very much money, so you could pretty easily become a chiropractor. It said that later his son, B.J. Palmer, really developed and is largely, largely responsible for chiropractic becoming as prominent as it is today. Um, chiropractors were initially thrown in jail for practicing medicine without a license until chiropractic became its own health profession with a licensing board. Now chiropractic is licensed and recognized in every state and in countries around the world. They said that it's gone from alternative medicine to like more mainstream, which we'll talk about doctors' opinions of chiropractic care um, and the qualifications you need to go through, the schooling and stuff you need to go through to become a chiropractor um, a little bit after this. But I wanted to research like this magnetic healer aspect of this guy who founded chiropractic care. And basically a lot of the chiropractor sites really skim by that part. Like this is the only pro chiropractor site that I know or that I found. I mean, I didn't look at every one, but I looked at, you know, a handful. And that's the only one that even mentioned, um, that he was like a magnetic healer. So, you know, there's a little bit of cherry picking of information there that's going on at these pro chiropractic sites. So what I did find was a very, and I know Wikipedia is not usually a good source, but I did find a very good Wikipedia um, article that kind of outlined his, the magnetic healer aspect of him. So I'm gonna read like some excerpts from this. It says, Daniel David Palmer was a Canadian-American chiropractor who was the founder of chiropractic. Palmer was born in Pickering, Ontario, but emigrated to the U.S. in 1865. 
He was an avid proponent of various other forms of pseudoscientific alternative medicine, such as magnetic healing. He opposed anything he thought to be associated with mainstream medicine, such as vaccination. Um, Palmer believed that the human body had an ample supply of natural healing power transmitted through the nervous system. He suggested that if any one organ was affected by an illness, it merely must not be receiving its normal nerve supply, which he dubbed a spinal misalignment or subluxation. He saw chiropractic as a form of realigning to reestablish the supply. So, um, let's see. Basically, it kind of goes into uh, more of his really like magnetic healing philosophy and philosophy and stuff. So, okay, this is Palmer's beliefs. So he was very into spiritualism. He was an active spiritualist, it says, and he said that he received chiropractic from another world or from the other world, um, from a deceased medical physician named Dr. Jim Atkinson. Uh, he, let's see. His son, so D.D. Palmer's son, B.J. Palmer, said that his father often attended the annual Mississippi Valley Spiritualist Camp, where he claimed to receive messages from Jim Atkinson on the principles of chiropractic. He also regarded chiropractic as religious in nature. So there's like definitely some red flags. He said, we must have a religious head, one who is the founder, as did Christ Muhammad, uh, Joe Smith, Mrs. Eddie, and Martin Luther and others who have founded religions. I am the fountainhead. I am the founder of chiropractic in its science, in its art, in its philosophy, in its religious phase. So very, very uh, weird. He was uh, apparently at one point, well, he said the practice of chiropractic involves a moral obligation and religious duty. Um, he distanced himself from actually renaming the profession to religion of chiropractic. So, I don't know. Like, that gives me many, many red flags as a Christian, obviously, that he's, like, trying to channel this spiritualism to get this chiropractic stuff. Um, now, the magnetic healer part. He's, it said, like other drugless healers of the era, Palmer practiced as a magnetic healer pr prior to founding chiropractic. He sought to combine magnetic, scientific, and vitalistic viewpoints as a drugless healer. Um, let's see... In 1886, I began as a business. Although I practiced under the name of Magnetic, I did not slap or rub as others. I questioned many MDs as to the cause of disease. I desired to know why such a person had asthma, rheumatism, or other afflictions. I wished to know what differences there were in two persons that caused one to have certain symptoms called disease, which his neighbor living under the same conditions did not have. In my practice of the first 10 years, which I named Magnetic, I treated nerves, followed and relieved them of inflammation, and made many good cures as many are doing today under a similar method. So a magnetic healer maybe is not the exact right name, but he thought that basically every disease in your body was because of this misalignment. So this brings me to a moral quandary about chiropractic care because, I mean, this is like a bigger philosophical debate and argument, but some people will argue that if anything comes out of a spiritualist or secular or, you know, I guess non-Christian baseline, that it should not be used in your life. And it's, it's a valid argument. Like things like the Enneagram, where they said that they were 
essentially the same thing, like channeling spiritualism to write this, you know, personality trait, people will not use it. And honestly, I've backed off of the Enneagram stuff because I just kind of got convicted to not put any energy into that. Like, yes, maybe it's useful in characterizing personalities and stuff like that, but I just think, you know, there's no need necessarily. And if you listen to like one of my first episodes of the podcast, I think that's different than the opinion that I came to in that podcast episode. I was like, well, it's separated today and it's useful to classify yourself in these personalities. And just because you read about what your personality is, doesn't mean you're not trusting in the Lord, whatever. I don't know. Ever since then, I've just honestly felt convicted to kind of not go into that arena. However, so and I don't want to just feel like I'm just justifying chiropractic care if the roots are bad just because I already know that I like it basically. I want to look at it kind of objectively. Now, this is kind of a similar argument to like practicing yoga. So, with yoga, um I've been basically opposed to yoga because from what I've heard, you cannot truly practice yoga without the spiritual aspect, which is like the roots are in Hinduism. And you essentially, it's an extension of Hinduism. From what it seems like, this guy, yes, he was personally into weird spiritual beliefs and was trying to be a spiritualist and stuff like this. But spinal manipulation was not new. So he founded like modern chiropractic care in the 1900s. And, you know, he said that he was channeling all this stuff. But really, the idea of spinal manipulation to relieve back pain and neck pain and stuff like that was not a new concept. He kind of formalized it and he might have been a weirdo. But what he is talking about with the religious aspect of chiropractic care seemed to be more of a personal thing, whereas now it seems separated enough to do, you know, practically you can say this muscle is pulling this bone and that's causing you discomfort. So I'm going to move the muscle back and the bone back or the joint and you should not have this pain anymore. It seems like there's a more solid scientific base now than maybe there was back then. And the guy who founded it happened to be kind of a weirdo. Um, but now there's like real evidence that this helps your back and you can practice it separate from any religious thing that the founder may have wanted. Whereas yoga, I think still to this day, you really can't, like I've done a couple yoga classes to see what it was and really the spiritualism and stuff is all still extremely baked in to yoga and you can't really separate the two. And that's why I'm more against yoga. The Enneagram thing falls somewhere in the middle of that where it came from spiritualism and bad things. Still, it's just a classification of personality. So as long as you don't put too much merit into it, I don't know if it's that bad. But they're all kind of in the same realm of argument if you are picking up what I'm putting down. So I don't know. When I read this, I was a little bit shook <laughs> by the history and a little bit conflicted. 
because of this whole debate of like if something comes from spiritualism or some spiritual practice that is wrong do can you not uh utilize that thing and first of all i don't think the entire thing came from this spiritualism guy it was pretty a pretty well-known thing and you know it said that he was very read up on these medical journals and on spinal manipulation and stuff like that so he read it from somewhere there were books written about it and so it's not new he just founded the first chiropractor school and again i think he had some off-the-wall beliefs but um so i came to the conclusion that i'm basically comfortable using chiropractic care because you do not have to do it with the religious or spiritual aspects it's now known about like how the muscles are pulling the bones and and things like that and it's scientific and kind of removed um, from those quote roots in the 1900s so that was the history um let's talk a little bit about the like training and how much school is involved in stuff so it's three years of undergrad and then a four-year program on top of that to become a chiropractor all states require a doctor of chiropractic degree and they must pass the national board of chiropractic examiners exam to get their license for that state so they're licensed uh, by state their studies include things like anatomy and physiology then there's a whole section of where they'll give people um, assessments and spinal adjustments supervised there's also uh, business trainings that are involved in the studies because a lot of chiropractors either go into like join a practice or uh, create their own practice it's like my chiropractor uh, went to school got licensed and all this stuff and then created her own chiropractor practice Um, all states also have requirements for ongoing education so they get updated on all their certifications and stuff um, on a regular basis now um benefits of chiropractors we've kind of already mentioned this but they can help with arthritis frequent headaches um, healing after accidents is really helpful like whiplash and stuff like that any joint pain back pain neck pain sciatica stiff muscles and muscle aches Uh, they make sure that all the joints are moving properly and that the surrounding muscles are functioning well because again like if you have really tight muscles and they're pulling your bones out of alignment that really starts to hurt um you're back so i've heard lots of uh negative things about chiropractors like people some people really do not like chiropractors um and that is because some people think they're not scientifically founded some people just think they're like fogies but really you know i heard that on like reddit forums and quora forums and stuff like that or you know just random people on the street if you say you go to the chiropractor some people are like oh chiropractors are fake or whatever but i tried to look up like physician websites about how they feel about chiropractors and stuff like that and from what i found from most physician sites is that they seem to think that chiropractic care is useful so i think maybe there was that there's this perceived like fighting between physicians and chiropractors but and maybe that used to be a thing but i think now at least the going sentiment at least that i could find is that most physicians think that chiropractor chiropractic care is useful for certain things you know like 
if you're having back pain, neck pain, chiropractic care is, is definitely useful. Now, when people think chiropractic care will solve every single issue that they have, I think that's where physicians say no. Like sometimes you do need medication for things. Sometimes you may need a surgery. And some people get so into chiropractic that they think that they will be able to solve every single one of their problems. And kind of like this D.D. Palmer was saying is like any single thing of disease that's manifesting in your body is because of this misalignment. So I think some people think that, and that's where physicians disagree. And I agree with the physicians. Like I think that chiropractic care is extremely valuable in a lot of things. It will not fix every single thing. And sometimes you may need surgery or sometimes you need medicine. So I think if you're, again, going an extreme level and putting all your hope in chiropractic care or your chiropractor, it is you're incorrect but some people are are very against chiropractors in general i think most physicians are in this happy medium of like yes they can help with these th sorts of things um and there's also a role for physicians obviously so i don't think it's as um contentious as i maybe thought it was at first so that is the research that I did about chiropractors and chiropractic care. I hope you all enjoyed it and learned something. Let me know if you have ever gone to a chiropractor, what your experience was. I'm very, very interested to know. So uh, go follow my Instagram at a millennial learns and I will post something about this, this episode and make sure to leave a comment about your experience with chiropractors. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you next week. Bye everyone.